Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day and thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival Stradbroke preview podcast. It's Saturday morning, Melbourne time, 9.30am. And Vince Accardi, let's uh, let's do our quick update. Well, how are you expecting the track to play? Perfect conditions, they're saying. Light winds, no rain. <laughs> no one's going to complain with that. We're going to have a good surface. It's all going to get back down to like we touched on yesterday. Positioning, running, and how far off the the fence you are and what? making sure you're not too far off them lovely all right well we've obviously done the deep dive in the four races but let's do any updates but also look if there's any opportunities in the first five races on the day i'm looking at your race speed profiles and if you're listening to this i really recommend you have the race speed profiles open for you and vince um, pretty much yeah the two-year-olds kick us off and uh, it doesn't look like he'll be playing it's it's roulette isn't it yeah, trying to work out exactly what we should be considering. It's very, very open. Second race, your high confidence, but is a small field. So seven runners means place one, two. The leader will be Big Boy Roy, and you're thinking Kerwin's Lane can make a real race of it chasing him down. I really do, Ralphie. I, I, this horse is in very, very good form, Kerwin's Lane. Of course, we can look at a couple of variables to sort of suggest, okay, that last two runs haven't been like perfect. But the reality is I, I, I feel that this horse on the dry track, we're going to see the very best of it. But I just can't help but feel that the miles also in, in this horse's favour. And I'm expecting this horse to rebound to hit that sort of 1.4 range or better from what it did at Hawkesbury three starts back. And, and on that, there's only two horses that, in my view, that it has to beat, and that's Big Boy Roy and, and Kubrick. Well, that's a, that's a good opportunity there for keeping the place on side. I don't know the way you, you tend to approach something like that. The Brisbane Cup, it's two miles, which is always a, its own unique challenge. I've got to say, I, I look, looked at the market here, Vince, and of the three favourites, through Irish Eyes is uh, is very understandable, but you got Irish Sequel from a, a quick backup from a very heavy track slow performance, and Sweet Thomas, rising 11-year-old, <laughs> he has to be some chance of flatness, just missing Chasing Splendiferous. How are you thinking here? Tough race, Ralphie. Not an easy race to step into. A few things you've got to deal with. Firstly, what's the, the, the race pace going to be? That's probably the number one thing that I've got sort of hot on my mind. And then you've also got the challenge about how well are they going to handle the 3,200 metres. And that opens up the opportunity. I found it difficult to separate Splendiferous, King of Lear Grants, and through the Irish eyes, and maybe to a lesser extent, Sweet Thomas, but I just wanted to make sure that horse was in for anybody that's looking at doing sort of multis or first fours, trifectas type strategy. Uh, fourth race in the program here, we've got, well, basically the top four runners in saddlecloth order. They're all carrying the same weight, but uh, bar, uh, bar the, uh, the filly, their uh, telephone booth. But the top four runners in saddlecloth order at the moment, as we speak, they're all $4.50 or under, and really you're struggling to separate them? Another tough race for me, Ralphie. When I say tough, 
I do have an expectation that one of the horses that we have in the MA should get the victory because it is compressed. A lot's got to do with Kiss Sum, how you sort of place that horse in terms of its chances of you know actually breaking through for the campaign it gets the right distance in my view for the first time in this preparation i actually feel this horse needs to be up around this distance range of a mile we only got to look at what it did at rose hill last campaign at 1500 when it was an easy winner off a reasonable speed it was traveling 4.7 through that first half of the race but it had an excellent last 400 of plus 6.1 that was enough to sort of give me the confidence that this horse is going to really appreciate the mile. And when we looked at that first up run as well, there was enough in that intel, despite being beaten five and a half, the horse did come back well. I just feel that the wet tracks have really hasn't done the horse justice and this is its chance, but it's not one that you're going to go like very hard in. Race five in the program, 10 runners. Chris Waller's got four of them. Your most advantage are all those four, but no, <laughs> you've got his most advantage here. It's terrific each way price, and seemingly the market's looking at the fact that its last start was unplaced, but unplaced in a very strong race. Yeah, I'm surprised. This, this horse is a serious chance here. First up run, Gosford. Outstanding, best of the day, plus 1.6. This is as good as that horse could ever return, Ralphie. Second up, actually improved on the run, which surprised me a little bit because sometimes they have a tendency to go sideways, and it was at 1,300 metres, but seventh best of the day, plus 1.8. And look how strong the horse was overall. I just can't help but feel back 100 metres, the stable must have this horse spot on. It's going to be a big chance at a price. Let's pick up from the first leg of the quaddy. Obviously, we've done a deep dive yesterday, but further thoughts here. Really, you're pretty confident Huerta's going to take a power of beating. Maximal's right in the race, and your word yesterday were with Colding, $21. Don't leave it out. Yeah, I, and, I, and I still feel that way, that the more I think about it, it's going to end up being potentially a race between Huerta and Colding. Lovely. So if you're taking a quaddy, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pretty obvious one there. The only other horse that uh, perhaps we didn't mention that you've now got in your most advantage, and this also is at a super price, Cucaracha? Yeah. Distance profiles is beautiful for this particular horse. I actually feel that the campaign, despite not breaking benchmark, have all been positive, and this is a runner that needs to get up to this distance range. Oh, we've got to go back to sort of May last year, Eagle Farm, 2,400 metres. There's the performance, plus 1.6, 48th best of the day. I have an expectation that this is the type of performance we, we can expect to see this horse run somewhere in that plus one and a half. It's just whether it's got the class to be able to match those other three runners. But I feel it's going to get its chance. The Group 1 uh, race for the two-year-olds is the JJ Atkins over a mile. Uh, we went through everything last night. I suppose the only new information is the political debate had to pass the stewards uh, uh, test, and, and the markets uh, reacted savagely against it. It's drifted out to as much as $7 this morning. Uh, any further thoughts from yesterday? No, Ralphie, no, none at all. <laughs> you, you know, It all comes back down to how you feel as an individual. The reality is we can make a case for both of them. Obviously, it's, it's never positive when there's a little bit of a gay, grey area on one of the runners, but ultimately, it, if they get a start, they still need to be given some sort of consideration, particularly in this type of field where it's realistically, it's pretty soft competition. 
No change to our thoughts from yesterday with the Stradbroke. So just in summary again, uh, you've got Alligator Blood to take a power of beating the wide-drawn runners, Alligator Blood and uh, and Ayrton with um, with the, the best of the on-paces Apache Chase. Yeah, no change at all, Ralphie. This is I'm expecting one of those horses to win. All right, and the other one you said at value there was Law of Indices. It's been a little bit of money for it. Isotope's also been specced in the market there. And we finish off the day with the uh, Nasmati, pretty short price favourite. Um, you're saying that it's entitled to be favourite, but it doesn't sound like you're interested in taking the mid-two odds. No, it's, it's a hard race to get set, and definitely it doesn't warrant – well, you could consider it as a, a small bit if you're really, really keen, but it's more about anchoring if you're doing quaddies and that. That's what this race is all about from my perspective. All right. Best of luck with your plays today. Once again, we really appreciate your support of our preview podcast, the Straight Broke Handicap Day. Get on down.